Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hey, my running friend, thanks for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed my three-part series, Flipping the Script with Your Running Approach. And today, which is part three of my three-part series, I wanted to chat with you about why I believe it's necessary for us as runners, aspiring runners, those of you considering getting into running, I really want to discuss why I believe it's necessary for us to step back before you step up with your running. Now, if you haven't yet listened to parts one and two of this three-part series, no worries. You can always go back and listen to those previous episodes after spending a little bit of time with me today listening into this one. So what exactly do I mean by stepping back to step up with your running? Well, when I say step back, I'm actually not saying or not talking about stepping down. Although you can totally step down with your running and I actually encourage many of my clients and I would encourage you to step down with your running throughout your running journey. But what I'm talking about today or what I would like to chat with you about today is stepping back. And what I mean by that, there's two specific things I'll be chatting with you about. Um, The first one is stepping back and looking at your life first before you create your training schedule, before you actually start running and training for either a goal race or a goal distance. And the second is stepping back to reflect on what worked, what didn't work, and why that could be for those of you that have already completed a goal race or a goal distance. And the main reason I really want you to focus on stepping back before you step up and why I feel that it's really flipping the script is because I want you to start or begin to be more intentional with your planning and your training. And I really want to help you set yourself up for success with any training plan that you create down the road so that ultimately you will reach your desired running goals and you will reach those goals feeling strong and confident in the process. But what tends to happen instead of doing that, we tend to do two things with our running. And one is we decide to train for a desired distance or a a race, and then we just jump right in with all things training and running. Or two, instead of us stepping back to step up, the second thing we tend to do is we finish one race or we finish, you know, completing a goal distance, and then we jump into the next one without actually taking the time to reflect on those things that worked, like I said, those things that didn't, and really uncover why that could be. But, you know, during this process, I think the other thing is, is that after you complete a goal race or a goal distance, we also don't tend to reflect on how we felt during the process. And I really want us as runners, 
um, as a, you know, aspiring runners, those of you listening in that are aspiring runners, you're not yet running. Um, I really would love it if you would begin to start connecting what you do with how you feel. I think there's too many runners out there feeling crappy, feeling unhappy with their running and they're grinding it out. They're struggling and they're really disconnected with how they're feeling. They're just going through the motions and doing what they think they should be doing. And so by taking some time to step back so that you can actually step up and grow and evolve with your running and get better, um, we really also need to tap into how we feel along that process. And we can only understand how we feel um, when we actually stop and think about that and reflect on that. So by flipping the script, you know, I'd really like to actually get you to start doing what most runners, like I said, don't do after completing a goal race or any goal distance so that you will be better prepared for the next one and so that you will be able to step up your running game, step up with how you feel, possibly step up your distance, step up your pace if that's something that you would like. Um, but you know, most runners don't do that. And I really want you to flip the script and do what most runners don't do. Start doing things a little bit differently, start thinking a little bit differently so that you will be better prepared for that next goal race or that next goal distance and that training schedule that you start to follow. So ways in which I think that we can step back to step up are really all about asking ourselves some questions. Now, I'm going to go through some questions that I really want you to think about. There's two kind of um, sets of questions or types of questions that I'm going to go through. And the first ones really have to do with you and how you feel, going back to connecting with your feeling, um, with your feelings. Um, here are some of the questions I would love for you to ask yourself. You know, after you've completed a goal race or a goal distance, was it enjoyable? You know, were you looking forward to your training? Were you actually enjoying your runs when you were running? And was that experience enjoyable? So look back on what you just completed and kind of ask yourself that and tap into how were you feeling in the process? Now, did you, the other questions are, did you like the distance? You know, if this was a new distance for you, did you like that distance? It might've been a longer distance that you were used to. It might've been a shorter distance than you were used to. Um, do you prefer a different distance? And um, did this training or did completing this goal distance or goal race help you identify that? I have many clients that absolutely love the 10K distance. They've tried to run a half and again, they go back and reflect on that whole experience and they're really honest with themselves and they're like, you know what? I really don't like that distance. I love the 10K distance. And I've shared with you on previous episodes, you know, my favorite distance is the half marathon. Um, I do enjoy the 10K. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the marathon distance, although I've done a few. Um, I'm currently in training, as some of you know, for a 50K, which is even longer than um, a marathon, but I love trail running. And so this 50K is in the mountains and I'm really excited 
for that. Um, and I'm excited just to push myself a little bit outside my comfort zone, but my favorite distance is the half marathon. And so sometimes when we're training and when we complete a goal distance, um, it's really good to know, did we like that distance? How do we feel about it? Is it something we want to repeat or do we want to go back to possibly a distance that we did before that we really, you know, this was a good opportunity to find out whether or not we liked, you know, possibly a shorter or a longer distance. The other thing you might want to ask yourself is, did you like the level of training requirements with the training schedule that you followed? Um, If you were somebody that um, wanted to work on your running pace, um, did you enjoy doing the speed work that was plugged into your training schedule? Um, Did you enjoy doing the number of training schedules that you needed to do because you had possibly a goal of completing that distance in a certain amount of time, and it might have required a higher level of training or more training days. Was that something that worked for you? And how did you feel about that? You know, did you have any weak links that kind of surfaced during your training? And do you really need to tend to those weak links before you start your next training cycle? So sometimes, you know, as we get training and as we're going towards completing possibly a longer distance, not always, sometimes we notice that there are some aggravations within our body. There's some weak links that start to surface. And, you know, this is a good opportunity to reflect on that and then consider strengthening those weak links before you jump into another training schedule and another training cycle. So Did you have any weak links that surfaced? And if so, how are you going to handle those moving forward? The other thing to think about, the other question to ask yourself um, when you step back before you step up is, did you stay anchored to your original intention that you set at the beginning of your training? If your intention was to complete the distance because you were trying a new distance and the goal was, I'm going to go into it, I'm going to follow the training, and I want to just focus on completing the distance and nothing else, did you stay anchored to that or did you allow your ego possibly to creep in and you got a little distracted with um, paying too much attention to your pace, maybe judging yourself or criticizing yourself because you might not have been um, as fast as you are normally with a shorter distance. Um, did you stay anchored to what your initial intention was with your training? And that's really important. I find that a lot of runners, they set out with a goal and then they get distracted or um, they get caught up in what other people are doing and they lose sight of um, what their original intentions were and um, they kind of don't stay anchored to that. So if your intention was to enjoy the training and to make it easy, was it easy? Did you allow yourself to make it easy? And um, overall, what did you learn about yourself? And so part of stepping back is really discovering, you know, what you learned about yourself, what you liked, what you didn't, what went well, what didn't, so that you can make some different decisions moving forward. So 
Those are questions that really have a lot to do with you personally and just the internal kind of experience and the feelings connected with your training. Now, in addition, um, there's some other questions that I do feel that are really helpful when we step back before we can step up. And these questions have a lot to do or really a lot more to do with the logistics, the logistical aspects of training the actual day in and day out of structuring your training and getting your training done. And here are some questions I really would like for you to ask yourself um, that really have a lot to do with systems and support with your training. So for example, you know, did you have the support of your spouse or your significant other with your kids or with your animals if you don't have children? Um, Did you have the support from that individual um, during your training? And if you didn't, was it because you didn't really have a good conversation prior to starting your training and kind of setting that support system up from the beginning so that you could comfortably, you know, train and complete those, those workouts and those runs, you know, maybe next time if it didn't go so well and there was some struggles and there was some stresses with the kids or the animals, maybe next time you find a sitter to help you um, with the kids. Or like I said, you discuss a really good plan of action with your significant other to have him or her, you know, get the kids to school or get the kids to their summer camps in the morning so that you can get your run in early and get it done. Um, The other things you might want to ask yourself would be, um, you know, would it have been better for you to plan your maintenance runs during the week, um, you know, maybe one or two of them on a treadmill. Maybe you have a treadmill at home and maybe it would be better just to plug in um, the treadmill for one or two of your maintenance runs instead of, you know, trying to get out the door and trying to manage the kids. Um, Maybe you just realized that it was hard. It was a struggle. And so moving forward, if you have access to a treadmill, you know, maybe it's just plugging in, you're going to get in a couple maintenance runs on the treadmill. And so you don't get frustrated. You're already planning to do that. So those are some things that I think will reduce the stress with you and your family. Um, But you know, there's other things that you want to consider, you know, there's dinner, there's meals, and some of you enjoy running after work, but it's very stressful because you get off work and then you have kids and you want to, you know, you need to make dinner. And so um, is it really realistic to get your run in after work? And if that's where you feel best, then set some systems in place, have conversations with whomever you need to, or, you know, meal prep, do some things to help make, you know, the evenings and dinners a little bit less stressful so that you can go and get your run in after work. And then it's easier for yourself with, with planning dinner. So, you know, some other logistical things that I think people neglect to consider prior to starting a training schedule and training for a goal race or a distance, um, has a lot to do with work. And I think it's important, um, to even look at your support systems with work and maybe, you know, ask your boss if you have a boss. Um, maybe you're the boss and maybe you need to talk with your staff and you just need to let them know not to schedule certain meetings at certain times because you're going to go for a run during your lunch hour or um, you're going to come into work a little bit later because you're getting in your run early or you're leaving early. 
um, because you're going to go for a run after work. So whether or not you are the boss or whether or not you have a boss, I think it's really good to have a conversation and see if there's any flexibility with your schedule so that maybe you do your runs during your lunch hour so it doesn't impact your kids and your significant other and it's less stressful for you and it breaks up your day and it just gives you a little bit more energy you know, throughout the rest of your work, your work day. So thinking about the lunch hour, you know, is really helpful. And, you know, this question is a little bit more big picture. Um, you know, when you created the training plan or you signed up for, let's just say that race, did you take into account any type of family vacations that you might've had planned? Um, maybe you, you know, set up, uh, training for a goal race, you signed up for the race, but you didn't really think about how that would work um, with being gone for two weeks on vacation. And maybe you took your running shoes with you on vacation, but you know it wasn't really um, a good opportunity. There weren't really good opportunities for you to get in your runs, or maybe you just were tired and you wanted to relax. So maybe next time moving forward, when you step up, you consider um, you know those sorts of things. Um, what's going on with your family and are there any events or vacations planned? And so you can already anticipate that and then not be caught off guard when it happens because it happens and um, you're already ready for it. You're already anticipating it. So I really think that all of these are really critical questions that you, you know, should ask yourself both before you begin a training schedule as well as after you complete one. And again, you know, stepping back before you step up is really one of the reasons I created identifying your internal running seasons. And I did talk about this in a previous episode, but I created these internal running seasons and it's really important for us to determine what our running season is prior to us starting any training schedule because I want to set you set you up for success. And the reality is is our lives are busy. And even though we would love to do all the many things, all the many distances, travel to races, um, you know, we're very busy and um, the reality of our life is that we have other things that we're managing. And so really being honest and and you know, determining your your internal running season first um, is also a part of stepping back. It's a critical part of stepping back before you step up with your running. And, you know, most of us are not getting paid to train and run. We are managing, you know, motherhood. We're managing a career. We're managing many things. And that doesn't mean that we cannot train. It doesn't mean that we don't have um, the right to have aspirations and have goals and really have that me time to get out and train. That's really important, but we can create the space for our ourselves and create the space for our runs and our training um, by being a little bit more intentional and stepping back first and kind of looking at what do we have on our plate and what's coming ahead so that we can kind of already plug that in. And one of the ways I like to do that, even with training schedules, is I like to build in flexibility with my training schedules. Um, let's just say, I'm just throwing this out here. Um, let's just say you're following a 12-week 10K training schedule and um, you don't have a goal race necessarily that you're 
you're working towards, you know, maybe you make that training schedule 13 weeks and that way you have some built-in flexibility so that if things don't go as planned, which they rarely do, um, you have a little wiggle room and you've built in a little bit longer runway with your training so that it allows for that flexibility because it's just, it's just how our lives are. It's just, we can't avoid it. So I really want, or I would love for you to um, get in the habit of thinking this way, getting, you know, really getting better at thinking ahead, anticipating any roadblocks that might come up before you dive into that deep end with a very demanding training schedule. Um, By doing that, by anticipating that, by thinking ahead, and by getting in the habit of thinking this way, we're really going to struggle less we're more likely to be consistent with our running and we're 100% more likely to be successful with completing what we start. And that's really what I want for you. I want you to complete what you start. I want you to be successful. I want you to be consistent and I don't want you to struggle. And so I hope that you will really consider going through these questions, um, asking yourself this, heck, you know, just starting to think and be aware of these questions, I think will also be very helpful to your success with running. But these are many, you know, many reasons why I have experienced so many runners, you know, unfortunately being unsuccessful with completing what they start, you know, with struggling along the way and with not being consistent. And there are ways to to step up our running game. um, But first, let's start by stepping back and reflecting and planning and being very intentional. And so, To wrap up this three-part series, I would really love for you to start thinking about flipping the script, flipping the script with your running approach and move into a mindset, move into a thought process of less is more, slowing down to speed up and stepping back before you step up. Those were the three pieces to my three-part series, flipping the script on your running approach. You know, the first one was less is more. The second one is slow down to speed up. And the third one that I chatted with you about today is stepping back before you step up. And, you know, moving into that way of thinking will be a game changer for your running. Um, If you're an existing female runner and um, it's a smart way to start your running journey, if you're brand spanking new to running. So, you know, on that note, my running friend, Um, Until next week, really, I would love it if you would go grab your running shoes, you would lace up, and you would go enjoy the beautiful outdoors. Outdoors.